Hare Krishna, my dear devotees. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the Haven, located in Hive, Kent, southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We're here um, to serve you. Uh, we're here to imbibe a taste in hearing Srila Prabhupada's books which he mentioned to Ramaswar Prabhu <clears throat> in the car going to and fro, to or fro the LA temple to the airport or back uh, that these books would be the law books for the next 10,000 years now that may be a hard uh, fact to digest seeing as how the earth is the way it is, going through what's going through. And we are such a small part of it, at least at, least at this point. But <clears throat> Krishna is uh, in full, unfolding his movement um, by his own will. And it will contain, that, that unfolding will include... Uh, very difficult times on the earth and the rising of our movement kind of like the phoenix uh, out of the dust of what's left and that will happen many times between now and 10,000 years from now so we're here to um, develop more and more of a taste and to maintain the taste we have for hearing the absolute truth. All the, all the problems of the world, both individually and collectively, are contained in the purports of Srila Prabhupada's books. Okay. Srimad Bhagavad Mahima Stotram from Srila Sanatana Goswami's book, Sri Krishna Lila Stava. Uh, verses 4.12 through 4.16 describe the glories of the Srimad Bhagavatam, the history of the universe, the pure exposition of the science of Bhakti Yoga and the authorized commentary by the same author uh, Vyasadeva to the Vedanta Sutra. It is the supreme authority and it's glorified by Srila Sanatana Goswami, senior disciple of Lord Chaitanya, like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds sarva bhagavata prana srimad bhagavata prabho kalig dwandodita aditya shri krishna parivartita o life heir of all the supreme lord's devotees <clears throat> excuse me O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, 
You are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvadasavasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostame I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka bando matsangin madguro man mahadana manistadaga madbhagya mad anandanamostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin atini chochata kada hanamun chakadachin mam premnarit kantayoksbuddha O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please, Never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. <clears throat> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we reached the 19th chapter of the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam uh, after a very vicious battle and the Lord bore uh, has killed the demon Hiranyaksha encouraged by Lord Brahma and various demigods to finish the work as quickly as possible before it gets too late in the day. <laughs> we, we're starting from Text 29. Lord Brahma is speaking. These two personal assistants of the Supreme Lord, having been cursed, have been destined to take birth in demoniac families. After a few such births, they will return to their own positions. Text 30. The demigods addressed the Lord. All obeisances to you, all obeisances unto you. You are the enjoyer of all sacrifices and you have assumed the form of a boar in pure goodness for the purpose of maintaining the world. Fortunately for, the, for us, this demon who was a torment to the worlds has been slain by you. And we too, O Lord, are now at ease in devotion to your lotus feet. Purport The material world consists of three modes, goodness, passion, and ignorance. But the spiritual world is pure goodness. It is said here that the form of the Lord is pure goodness, which means that it is not material. In the material world, there is no pure goodness. In the Bhagavatam, 
the stage of pure goodness is called Sattvam Vishuddham. Vishuddham means pure. In pure goodness, there is no contamination by the two inferior qualities, namely passion and ignorance. The form of the board, therefore, in which the Lord appeared, is nothing of the material world. There are many other forms of the Lord, but none of them belong to the material qualities. Such forms are non-different from the Vishnu form, and Vishnu is the enjoyer of all sacrifices. <clears throat> the sacrifices which are recommended in the Vedas are meant to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In ignorance only, people try to satisfy many other agents, but the real purpose of life is to satisfy the Supreme Lord Vishnu. All sacrifices are meant to please the Supreme Lord. The living entities who know this perfectly well are called demigods, godly or almost God. Since the living entity is part and parcel of the Supreme Lord, it is his duty to serve the Lord and please him. The demigods are all attached to the personality of Godhead and for their pleasure, the demon, who was a source of trouble to the world, was killed. Purified life <clears throat> is meant to please the Lord, and all sacrifices performed in purified life are called Krishna consciousness. This Krishna consciousness is developed by devotional service, as clearly mentioned here. Text 31 Sri Maitreya continued, After thus killing the most formidable demon Hiranyaksha, the Supreme Lord Hari, the origin of the boar species, returned to his own abode, where there is always an uninterrupted festival. The Lord was praised by all the demigods, headed by Brahma. Purport The Lord is spoken the Lord is spoken of herewith as the origin of the boar species. As stated in the Vedanta Sutra 112, the Absolute Truth is the origin of everything. Therefore, it is to be understood that all 8,400,000 species of bodily forms originate from the Lord, who is always Adi, or the beginning. In Bhagavad Gita, Arjuna addresses the Lord as Adyam, or the original. Similarly, in the Brahma Sangita, the Lord is addressed as Adi Purusham, the original person. Indeed, in Bhagavad Gita 10.8, the Lord declare, himself declares, Mattak Sarvam Pravartate, From me, everything proceeds. In this situation, the Lord assumed the shape of a boar to kill the demon Hiranyaksha and pick up the earth from the Garba ocean. Thus he became Adi Sukara, the original boar. In the material world, a boar or pig is considered most abominable, but the Adi Sukara, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, was not treated 
as an ordinary boar. Even Lord Brahma and the other demigods praised the Lord's form as a boar. This verse confirms the statement in Bhagavad Gita that the Lord appears as He is from His transcendental abode for the sake of killing the miscreants and saving the devotees. By killing the demon Hiranyaksha, He fulfilled His promise to kill the demons and always protect the, the demigods headed by Brahma. The statement that the Lord returned to His own abode indicates that He has His own particular transcendental residence. Since He is full of all energies, He is all-pervasive in spite of His residing in Goloka Vrindavan. Just as the sun, although situated in a particular place within the universe, is, present, is present by its sunshine throughout the universe. Although the Lord has His particular abode in which to reside, He is all-pervasive. The impersonalists accept one aspect of the Lord's features, the all-pervasive aspect, but they cannot understand His localized situation in His transcendental abode, where He always engages in fully transcendental pastimes. Especially mentioned in this verse is the word akanditotsavam. Utsava means pleasure. Whenever some function takes place to express happiness, it is called utsava. Utsava, the expression of complete happiness, is always present in the Vaikuntha Lokas, the abode of the Lord, who is worshipable even by, the demi by demigods like Brahma, to say nothing of other, less important entities such as human beings. The Lord descends from His abode to this world and therefore He is called Avatar, which means one who descends. Sometimes Avatar is understood to refer to an incarnation who assumes a material form of flesh and bone, but actually Avatar refers to one who descends from higher regions. The Lord's abode is situated far above this material sky and He descends from that higher position. Thus He is called Avatar. Text 32 Maitreyi continued, My dear Vidura, I have explained to you the personality of Godhead's coming down as the first boar incarnation and killing a great, in a great fight a demon of unprecedented prowess, as if he were just a plaything. This has been narrated by me as I heard it from my predecessor, spiritual master. Report. Here the sage Maitreya admits that he explained the incident of the killing of Hiranyaksha by the Supreme Personality of Godhead as a straight narration. He did not manufacture anything or add interpretation, but explained whatever he had heard from his spiritual master. This he accepted as bona fide 
Thus, he accepted as bona fide the system of parampara, or receiving the transcendental message in transcendental succession. Unless received by this bona fide process of hearing from a spiritual master, the statement of an acharya or preceptor cannot be valid. It is also stated here that although the demon Hiranyaksha was unlimited in prowess, he was just like a doll for the Lord. A child breaks so many dolls without real endeavor. Similarly, although a demon may be very powerful and extraordinary in the eyes of an ordinary man in the material world, to the Lord, killing such a demon is no difficulty. He can kill mean millions of demons <clears throat> as simply as a child plays with dolls and breaks them. Text 33 Sri Sutta Goswami continued My dear Brahmana, Chata Vidura, the great devotee of the Lord, achieved transcendental bliss by hearing the narration of the pastimes of the Supreme Personality of Godhead from the authoritative source of the sage, Koshavara, Maitreya, and he was very pleased. Purport If anyone wants to derive transcendental pleasure by hearing the pastimes of the Lord, he must hear from the authoritative source, as explained here. Maitreya heard the narration from his bona fide spiritual master, and Vidura also heard from Maitreya. One becomes an authority simply by presenting whatever he has heard from his spiritual master, and one who does not accept the bona fide spiritual master cannot be an authority. This is clearly explained here. If one wants to have transcendental pleasure, he must find a person with authority. It is also stated in the Bhagavatam that simply by hearing from an authoritative source with the ear and the heart, one can relish the pastimes of the Lord. Otherwise, it is not possible. Sanatana Goswami therefore has especially warned that one should not hear anything about the Personality of Godhead from the lips of a non-devotee. Non-devotees are considered to be like serpents. As milk is poisoned by a serpent's touch, so, although the narration of the pastimes of the Lord is as pure as milk, when administered by serpent-like serpent -like non-devotees, it becomes poisonous. Not only does it have no effect in transcendental pleasure, but it is dangerous also. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has warned that no description of the pastimes of the Lord should be heard from the Mayavad or impersonalist school. He has clearly said, Mayavadi Bhasya Shunile Haya Sarvanash. If anyone hears the Mayavadi's interpretation of the pastimes of the Lord or their interpretation of Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam or any other Vedic literature, then he is doomed. Text 34 
Once one is associated with impersonalists, he can never understand the personal feature of the Lord and His transcendental pastimes. Sutta Goswami was speaking to the sages headed by Shonaka, and therefore he, is, he addressed them in this verse as Dvija, twice born. The sages assembled in Naimisharanya, hearing Srimad Bhagavatam from Sutta Goswami, were all brahmanas. But to acquire the qualifications of a brahmana is not everything. Merely to be twice born is not perfection. Perfection is attained when one hears the pastimes and activities of the Lord from a bona fide source. Text 34 What to speak of hearing the pastimes of the Lord whose chest is marked with Srivats. People may, people may take transcendental pleasure even in hearing of the works and deeds of the devotees whose fame is immortal. Purport Bhagavatam literally means the pastimes of the Lord and the Lord's devotees. For example, there are pastimes of Lord Krishna and narrations of devotees like Prahlad, Dhruva, and Maharaj Ambarish. Both pastimes pertain to the Supreme Personality of Godhead because the devotees' pastimes are in relation with Him. The Mahabharata, for example, the history of the Pandavas and their activities is sacred because the Pandavas had a direct relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Personality, oh, text 33. Excuse me, text 35. The Personality of Godhead delivered the king of the elephants who was attacked by an alligator and who meditated upon the lotus feet of the Lord. At that time, the female elephants who accompanied him were crying, and the Lord saved them from the impending danger. Purport The example of the elephant in danger who was saved by the Supreme Lord is especially cited here because even if one is an animal, he can approach the, Supreme, the Personality of Godhead in devotional service. Whereas even a demon cannot approach the Supreme Person unless he is a devotee. Text 36 What grateful soul is there who would not render his loving service to such a great master as the Personality of Godhead? The Lord can be easily pleased by spotless devotees who resort exclusively to Him for protection, though the unrighteous man finds it difficult to propitiate Him. Purport Every living entity, especially persons in the human race, must feel grateful for the benedictions offered by the grace of the Supreme Lord. Anyone, therefore, with a simple heart of gratefulness must be Krishna conscious and offer devotional service to the Lord. 
I will repeat that again. This is so important. Anyone, therefore, with a simple heart of gratefulness must be Krishna conscious and offer devotional service to the Lord. Those who are actually thieves and rogues do not recognize or acknowledge the benedictions offered to them by the Supreme Lord, and they cannot render Him devotional service. Ungrateful persons are those who do not understand how much benefit they are deriving by the arrangement of the Lord. They enjoy the sunshine and moonshine, and they get water free of charge, yet they do not feel grateful but simply go on enjoying these gifts of the Lord. Therefore, they must be called thieves and rogues. Text 37 O Brahmanas, anyone who hears, chants, or takes pleasure in the wonderful narration of the killing of Hiranyaksha demon by the Lord, who appeared as the first boar in order to deliver the world, is at once relieved of the results of sinful activities, even the killing of a brahmana. Purport <clears throat> Since the Personality of Godhead is in the absolute position there is no difference between his pastimes and his personality. Anyone who hears about the pastimes of the Lord associates with the Lord directly. And one who associates directly with the Lord is certainly freed from the results of all sinful activities, even to the extent of the killing of a brahmana, which is considered the most sinful activity in the material world. One should be very eager to hear about the activities of the Lord from the bona fide source, the pure devotee. If one simply gives oral reception to the narration and accepts the glories of the Lord, then he is qualified. The impersonalist philosophers cannot understand the activities of the Lord. They think that all his activities are maya. Therefore they are called Maya bodies. Since everything to them is Maya, these narrations are not for them. Some impersonalists are reluctant to hear Srimad Bhagavatam, although many of them are now taking an interest, although many of them are ta now taking interest in it just for monetary gain. Actually, however, they have no faith. On the contrary, they describe it in their own way. We should not hear, therefore, from the Mayavadis. We have to hear from Sutta Goswami or Maitreya, who actually present the narrations as they are. And only then can we relish the pastimes of the Lord. Otherwise, the effects on the neophyte audience will be poisonous. Text. 38. <clears throat> this most sacred narrative confers extraordinary merit 
wealth, fame, longevity, and all the objects of one's desire. On the battle, on the field of battle, it promotes the strength of one's vital organs and organs of action. One who listens to it at the last moment of his life is transferred to the supreme abode of the Lord, O oh, dear Shanaka. Purport Devotees are generally attracted by the narratives of the pastimes of the Lord, and even though they do not prosecute austerities or meditation, this very process of hearing attentively about the pastimes of the Lord will endow them with innumerable benefits, such as wealth, fame, longevity, and other desirable aims of life. If one continues to hear Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, which is full of narratives of the pastimes of the Lord, at the end of this life, at the end of this life, one is sure to be transferred to the eternal, transcendental abode of the Lord. Thus, hearers are benefited both ultimately and for as long as they are in the material world. That is the supreme, sublime result of engaging in devotional service. The beginning of devotional service is to spare some time and listen to Srimad Bhagavatam from the right source. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also recommended five items of devotional service, namely, to serve the devotees of the Lord, to chant Hare Krishna, to hear Srimad Bhagavatam, to worship the deity of the Lord, and to live in a place of pilgrimage. Just performing these five activities can deliver one from the, from the miserable condition of material life. Śrīla Prabhupāda ki jāi Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the third canto, 19th chapter of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, entitled, The Killing of the Demon Hiranyaksha. All glories to the Supreme Lord Vor, all glories to Lord Brahma and the demigods for glorifying the Lord so nicely and encouraging Him to kill the demon before it got too late. And all glories to Hiranyaksha, who was fortunate enough to be killed by the Lord. Hare Krishna. Okay, now we have a turning point here. We, we started a little late. We didn't start until reading, until 7.25. That's only about a half an hour ago, less than half an hour ago. So shall we go on to chapter 20? Or should we start the reflections? What do you think? I think we'll go on. Chapter 20 Conversation between Maitreya and Vidura Text 1 Sri Shaunaka inquired, O Sutta Goswami, after the earth was again situated in its orbit, what did Swayambhuvamanu do? to show the path of liberation to persons who are to take birth later on. Purport 
The appearance of the Lord as the first born incarnation occurred during the time of Swayambhuvamanu, whereas the present age is in the period of Vaivaswatamanu. Each Manu's period lasts 72 times the cycle of four ages, and one cycle of ages equals 4,320,000 solar years. Thus, 4,320,000 times 72 solar years is the reign of one Manu. In each Manu's period, there are many changes in many ways, and there are 14 Manus within one day of Brahma. It is understood here that Manu creates scriptural regulations <clears throat> for the salvation of the conditioned souls who come to the material world for material enjoyment. The Lord is so kind that any soul who wants to enjoy in this material world <clears throat> is given full facility for enjoyment. And at the time he is <clears throat> and at the time he has shown the path and at, and at the time same time I'm sorry, I'll read that again. The Lord is so kind that any soul who wants to enjoy in this material world is given full facility for enjoyment, and at the same time, he is shown the path of salvation. Shonakarishi therefore inquired from Sutta Goswami, What did Swayambhuvamanu do after the reinstatement of the earth in its orbital situation? Text 2. Shanakarishi inquired about Vidura, who was a great devotee and friend of Lord Krishna, and who gave up the company of his elder brother because the latter, along with his sons, played tricks against the desires of the Lord. Purport The incident referred to here is that Vidura left the protection of his elder brother Dhritarashtra went traveling everywhere to sacred places and met, and met Maitreya at Hardwar. Shonakarishi here inquires about the topics of the conversation between Maitreya Rishi and Vidura. Vidura's qualification was that he was not only a friend of the Lord but also a great devotee. When Krishna tried to stop the war, and mitigate the understanding between the cousin brothers. They refused to accept his counsel. Therefore, Chata, or Vidura, was unsatisfied with them, and he left the palace. As a devotee, Vidura showed by example that anywhere that Krishna is not honored is a place unfit for human habitation. A devotee may be tolerant regarding his own interests, but he should not be tolerant when there is misbehavior toward the Lord or the Lord's devotee. Here the, here the word Agavan is very significant, for it indicates that the Kauravas, Dhritarashtra's sons, lost the war because of being sinful in disobeying the instructions of Krishna. So dissipating the instructions of Krishna. 
is sinful. It's the root of all sin. Hare Krishna. Shiva Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 3. Vidura was born from the body of Veda Vyas and was not less than he. Thus, he accepted the lotus feet of Krishna wholeheartedly and was attached to his devotees. Purport The history of Vidura is that he was born of a Shudra mother, but his seminal father was Vyasadev. Thus, he was not less than Vyasadeva in any respect. Since he was born of a great father who was supposed to be an incarnation of Narayana and who composed all the Vedic literatures, Vidura was also a great personality. He accepted Krishna as his worshipable Lord and followed his instructions wholeheartedly. Text 4 Vidura was purified of all passion by wandering in sacred places and at last he reached Hardwar where he met the great sage who, who knew the science of spiritual life and he inquired from him. Shaunakarishi therefore asked, What more did Vidura inquire from Maitreya? Purport Hear the words Virajas Tirtha Sevaya referred to Vidura, who was completely cleansed of all contamination by traveling to places of pilgrimage. In India, there are hundreds of sacred places of pilgrimage, of which Prayag, Hardwar, Rindavan, and Rameshwaram are considered principal. After leaving his home, which was full of politics and diplomacy. Vidura wanted to purify himself by traveling to all these sacred places, which are so situated that anyone who goes there automatically becomes purified. This is especially true in Vrindavan. Any person may go there, and even if he is sinful, he will at once contact an atmosphere of spiritual life and will automatically chant the names of Krishna and Radha. That we have actually seen and experienced. It is recommended in the Shastras that after retiring from active life and accepting the Vanaprastha, retired order, one should travel everywhere to places of pilgrimage in order to purify himself. Vidura completely discharged this duty and at last he reached Kushavarta, or Hardwar, where the sage Maitra was sitting. Another significant point is that one must go to sacred places not only to take bath there, but to search out great sages like Maitreya and take instructions from them. If one does not do so, his traveling to places of pilgrimage is simply a waste of time. Nartam Das Thakur, a great Acharya of the Vaishnava sect, has for the present forbidden us to go to such places of pilgrimage because in this age, the times having so changed, a sincere person may have a different impression 
on seeing the behavior of the present residents of the pilgrimage sites. He has recommended that instead of taking the trouble to travel to such places, he should concentrate his mind on Govinda, and that will help him. Of course, to concentrate one's mind on Govinda in any place is a path meant for those who are the most spiritually advanced. I'll repeat that again. Of course, to concentrate one's mind on Govinda in any place is a path meant for those who are the most spiritually advanced. It is not for ordinary persons. Ordinary persons may still derive benefit from traveling to holy places like Prayag, Mathura, Vrindavan, and Hardwar. It is recommended in this verse that one find a person who knows the science of God or a tattvavit. Tattvavit means one who knows the absolute truth. There are many pseudo-transcendentalists, even at places of pilgrimage. Such men are always present and one has to be intelligent enough to find the actual person to be consulted. Then one's attempt to progress by traveling to different holy places will be successful. One has to be freed from all contamination and at the same time he has to find a person who knows the science of Krishna. Krishna helps a sincere person as stated in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Guru Krishna Prasade, by the mercy of the spiritual master and Krishna, one attains the path of salvation, devotional service. If one sincerely searches for spiritual salvation, then Krishna, being situated in everyone's heart, gives him the intelligence to find a suitable spiritual master. By the grace of a spiritual master like Maitreya, one gets the proper instruction and advances in his spiritual life. So we'll stop here. This is after 8 o'clock. It's almost 8.05. We'll stop here and we'll start tomorrow at text 5, chapter 20. Hare Krishna. There were some wonderful points in, this, in these verses we read today. Let us hear the reflections from the assembled sages that are hearing. Hare Krishna. First is from Saksham Kumar. Saksham Kumar. Hare Krishna. What a nice name. He says Namaskar Gurudev. Hare Krishna. What are your views on Aryan, my, Aryan Migration Theory, Gurudev, which is very popular here in India. It is a speculative understanding promoted by persons who are trying to assemble facts of things that they cannot see or have not seen themselves and therefore it's bound to be faulty. 
the true history of the universe is given in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, so we accept that. And we heard one very important instruction toward the beginning of the reading today, the beginning of this chat, late, late, last chapter. And that is that, no, it was last chapter, sorry. And that is that one must hear with a simple heart. And the way it was defined was ingratitude. The Lord is giving us everything. And yet, those who are speculative philosophers don't have faith in the Lord. They don't have faith in the descriptions of the, of the creation given by the Srimad Bhagavatam and the history of the great civilizations and kings that have uh, unfolded in the history of this universe. So the Aryan invasion theory is not factual, it's speculative, it is not backed up by any authoritative text uh, in the Vedic literatures. We accept the Vedic literatures and their conclusions. And there we have, therefore, we have real knowledge. And if you hear from Srila uh, Prabhupada, who had not just you know, clear vision, but absolute vision, and follow his guidance in his purports, then your heart will be purified and you will be also be able to understand the nature of the Srimad Bhagavatam. In the Bhagavatam itself it states that when Krishna left the planet, uh, shelter went to the Srimad Bhagavatam. So we accept that directly from Krishna and directly from Vyasadeva, who was a literary incarnation of Krishna, who saw the history of the universe in his own mind's eye and delivered it to us. Hare Krishna. Bhakti Christopher. Yes, Bhakti Christopher. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances or glories to Srila Prabhupada. Haribo. <coughs> from Jimena. Yes, Jimena. Hare Krishna. Is it Jemma or Jimena? Jimena. This is somebody else in Jemma. Okay, Jimena, Hare Krishna. And from Gopakanya. Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj and all assembled sages, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada and your daily reading service, Maharaj. Thank you. Haribo, Haribo. And from Gopi Chandra? Yes, Gopi Chandra. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Very nice to hear from you. And from Anandamurti. Yes, Anandamurti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. 
Srimad Bhagavatam is full of mercy of the Lord because today I heard quote, anyone who hears chants or takes pleasure in the wonderful narration of the killing of the Hiranyaksha demon by the Lord who appeared as the first boar in order to deliver the world is at once relieved of the results of sinful activities even the killing of a brahmana mm -hmm. thank you so much for reading this transcendental and most auspicious scripture this precious hour to hear Srimad Bhagavatam from you is the treasure of every moment of every day. Hare Krishna, my dear Ananda Murti, thank you very much for your reflections and for your deep appreciation. You are hearing with that uh, secret that we heard about, uh, with a simple, uh, grateful heart. May you be blessed with all realization of the Bhagavatam. Thank you so much. from Audrey Hare Krishna Audrey Radhe 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 Hare Krishna and from Subrao Rajagopal Subrao Haribo Hare Krishna Maharaj please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada in 31938 Srila Prabhupada writes quote if one continues to hear Srimad Bhagavatam, which is full of narratives of the pastimes of the Lord, at the end of this life, one is sure to be transferred to the eternal transcendental abode of the Lord. Thus, hearers are benefited both ultimately and for as long as they are in the material world. That is the supreme, sublime result of engaging in devotional service. Thank you for your daily reading service, which enables which enables us to hear daily readings key jai Hare Krishna thank you very much that's a very wonderful reflection and appreciation deep thank you so much yes hearing gets the job done but the hearing must be done with a simple grateful heart and that means pure heart and the hearing purifies the heart and when the heart becomes purified by the hearing, then one hears more and more deeply, more and more realized way. And eventually, it takes one back to the spiritual world. No doubt. No doubt. Hare Krishna. And we have an apology from Rati Manjari, who's one of the lives of our daily reading reflections. She's on a trip to visit something. I'm not sure, I can't remember exactly what it was, but she's going to be gone for a few days. So she offers her apologies to all the devotees. She's a live wire when it comes to reflections. Hare Krishna. Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. We would like to remind everyone that there was a, an auspicious uh, initiation ceremony at Bhaktivedanta Manor today. Uh, his great suttapa was initiated into the sannyasa order of life. His name is now Swayam Bhagavan Keshava Swami Maharaj, uh, initiated by Kadamba Karnana Swami, who, as you know, has been diagnosed with four-stage cancer and he has six months to live. But he was there in his effulgent self, leading the whole thing. And Jaidwaita Maharaj was there, Indra Swami was there, Kripamoya uh, Prabhu was there, Adhikarta was there. So, yes, things are going on. The movement is increasing. The future of the movement is uh, bright. The future of the rest of the world is not so bright. But the future of this movement is bright. Hare Krishna. Congratulations to His Holiness Swayam Bhagavan Keshava Swami Maharaj. And we all know that he'll be called Keshava Swami Maharaj. <laughs> Maybe. Let me see. Swayam Bhagavan. S.P. Keshava Swami or something like that. Hare Krishna. Subhura says, did you go there, Maharaj? I watched part of it. I couldn't go. I'm still not mobile enough from the surgeries and the things I've been going through over these last couple of years. But I travel to you through this daily readings and I'm so satisfied. It's hard for me to get, you know, go anywhere else. Hare Krishna. From Gopakanya? Yes, Gopakanya. Quote, hearing must be done by a simple and grateful heart. Thank you, dear Maharaj. This is the secret mantra. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much for repeating it so that we were sure to remember it. The repetition in Prabhupada's purports is for a very good reason and it is to make sure that we remember and that the thoughts go deep into our hearts. Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai Samabeda Bhaktabinda ki jai Gor Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. So, see you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic. As Maitreya and Vidura continue their deep, wonderful conversation. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.